Huzzah, Rangers! This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers Show. I am joined with Diamond Dave. Dave, how the hell are you? Uh, well, Phil, you might as well call me Pony because I'm a little horse. <laughs> I that... generally am, but I'm not so much this time around. Yeah, it was uh, quite a weekend at Veterans Memorial Stadium with a lot of shouting. I'm feeling pretty good, although I was very tired at work today. There you go. Same here, man. Um, I will explain why I'm not as hoarse in our uh, impressions of the event here momentarily. But I wanted to remind everybody, this is the NOLA review segment that we're doing here. Your New England Free Jacks, our New England Free Jacks, were victorious once again over the New Orleans gold, the fool's gold, as I like to call them. And they were certainly that over the weekend at Fort Quincy. the International Festival was held, Dave. It was uh, New England and the world, I think is what they were calling it. So basically, mm-hmm. you know, it was uh, a tribute to the international influence of the New England Free Jacks. My choice of costume was uh, to honor our Canadian uh, players. There's so many on the team. We're hashtag Canada South this season. So um, I showed up uh, in my Mounties uniform, the Royal mounted patrol i think is what they're officially called uh, something like right. that uh but uh yeah i think the positive reviews uh were overwhelming pretty much with everybody it, really really joining the mounties costume it was a hit i mean yeah. you can see people pointing you out it says you're like walking along the fence you know yeah Hell it was yeah. definitely the right move appreciate that yeah it was uh, it was a bit warm in there but thank goodness it wasn't <laughs> too hot uh on the day and then of course we're in a shaded area there where I sit. Uh, I was very, very fortunate about that. That's a good what point. I never really thought about that too much. Mm-hmm. The, you guys, you guys do get a pretty good little pocket of shade over there. A little bit box. of shade. Yep, absolutely. What yeah. was your impressions of the event? Oh, you know, it was uh, it was a great day of rugby. The Independents and Mystics uh, had a match at 10 a.m. Got started mm-hmm. very early. I wasn't there for that. I believe Bozo was. I know he was planning on it. I don't know if he got down that early. Mm-hmm. Um, at new, uh, the, uh, independence won that by yes. about 20 points. So it was 20 something to 40 something, I think was the final. That's right. Yep. Um, and, and it was a fun, you know, development game. I'm sure that the, the independence roster had like 20 guys on the reserve list. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they were just platooning people in, get as much play time as they could. Absolutely. Um, that was followed up by a women's premier league match between Beantown who remain undefeated as they beat the Colorado gray wolves yep. there at veterans Memorial stadium. Very fun to watch that. Um, it was a, it was a good match and it was, it was really neat. Um, certainly my, my girls love the free jacks, but mm-hmm. you know, it's a little different when they're watching women out there playing my daughter yeah. was more yeah. interested, you know, she found a couple players that she really gravitated towards and, you know, we really watched them and, 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 that was really fun, you know, as a dad and a rugby fan and a, you know, re- reformed coach uh, to, you know, get to pass on a little bit of knowledge sure. and things to, to her. So it was really, really exciting. I hope that continues as often as the scheduling allows. Um, I watched about 20 minutes of that on my phone as we were heading in. And yeah, I, yeah, it was a blast to watch that. Really happy for Beantown. You know, one of our good friends of the show, Ollie Englehart, is the co-head coach of that team. So very, very happy for him, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're a great operation. They're fun to watch. They have some skilled players, um, you know, of course, in the skilled positions. But they they have some very strong 
forwards. Mm -hmm. So if you like forward phase play, it was the sort of thing where once they get down and they're within 10 meters, 15 meters of the line, yep. it's basically an eventuality that they're going to score because they they had, you know, kind of back row forwards able to just hammer it, mm -hmm. absolutely hammer the ball in. So fun match. And then also some free jacks. This is International Beer Fest. I tried a couple yep. of beers there um, from the Hong Kong brewery. Uh, that was cool. Mm -hmm. Um and uh yeah it, it was it was a it was a good day overall um all the festivities leading up to the free jacks match were a lot of fun i agree uh record uh crowd attendance as well for the new england free jacks feels good uh to have that large crowd at fort quincy the weather certainly played a part to that but it's also just the uh, uh, um, just the building up of everything that has taken place this season and seasons prior with the whole festival uh, theme and the concerts that take place and the beer yeah. tasting before that, all of it is just kind of building up to these record-setting crowds that we're now getting as the weather gets better and stuff like that. Oliver Gilpin, who works for the New England Free Jacks, mentioned in his story on Instagram that this was the best game day experience ever at a Free Jacks game event, and I have to agree with him on that. I feel like everything came together very, very well. He also honored Ollie Englehart, who we just spoke about, who's the coach, uh, coach of the uh, Beantown team in that post who really built all of this up to what it has become today. The weather certainly helped, but it was just a great time all around. I was feeling a little green in the stands for the first half. That is why I'm not as hoarse as I normally would be. I was not uh, shouting as much. Yeah, I felt like I was going to puke uh, for the first, let's say, 20, 30 minutes of the game. So I wasn't uh, exerting myself too much. But I finally came around. I think it, we we had eaten beforehand. I just felt like I had like a brick in my stomach that was just ready to come up. So I wasn't very talkative to the people around me, and I definitely wasn't yelling. So, But other yeah. than that, it was a great, great experience. It definitely felt, was starting to feel better. Uh, after that point, so definitely started uh, 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 continuing with the chance at that time. Yeah. Uh, um, the yeah. one thing I will say, I was I was gonna say it later, but I, I think before we move into the actual match, it's probably a better time to say it. Yeah. Um, the vendors ran out mm -hmm. of water mm -hmm. at the beginning of the match, which, when you can't bring in any water at all you expect to be able to get the water you need on, you know, an 80 degree day there. For you know, sure. if I got to pay $3 a bottle for it, whatever, you know, I get it. We're at, they're out to make money and I'm, yes, I'm a playing customer so they can mm -hmm. have my money, but there's a responsibility to have enough there. Now this, the way these work, I, I cannot imagine that the free Jacks business organization actually does the ordering sets the pars. I mean, those are all vendors, people who, yes. you know, come in and provide that. So it's not something they control directly, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but as somebody uh, might've been, John said, you know, the buck stops at the top and they're running the event. And ultimately it's on them to make sure those vendors have That's adequate right. supplies. You know, yep. we had a period in that first half, we couldn't find any water anywhere. Um, my kids are hot. They're like drinking soda, which is fine, but they hate it. Like, yeah. it would, if, you know, they're like choking down Coke because they are thirsty, but they hate the carbonation. I mean, it was it was rough. It wasn't great. Um, mm -hmm. I've seen it, you know, on social media. We weren't the only people who, who got, yeah. you know, kind of in a tough spot where it was hard to keep everybody hydrated. Um, 
you know, so just just something to note. I'm sure that the Free Jacks will be frustrated by that, that they'll yes. do what they need to do to make sure it doesn't happen next time. I think it was record attendance. It was hot. It was three full rugby matches, not mm -hmm. just one match. I think probably more people showed up earlier in the day and were just buying yep. water as they kind of were waiting for the Free Jacks and watching the other matches. So I, I, I imagine it was a combination of a lot of factors. Yes. Um, but it was uh, the one you know, wrench kind of in the gears a little bit. And I think they went out and got more water. Somebody went out and got more water because at the end of the match, we could get water again. Like it, it had been restocked. So, you know, they they got it and they solved the problem. But it's, it's you know, a tough spot to be in where you're like, okay, do I stay? But I can't get water for my young children or mm -hmm. do I have to just leave? Because, you know, you got to... Yeah, you got to make those decisions and look out for your family. So anyway, we've, we've talked about it enough, but it was a uh, was a little bit of a downer in the first half through to the you know most of the way to the end. My wife eventually found some Powerade. That was something. Yep. So they were a lot, they were a little happier about Powerade than soda. Um, and then after the match, we found some more waters from one of the beer vendors. I think. Yeah, Bozo was mentioning that as well in the first half. He had gone down to get some waters for the boys and uh, came yep. back. He was like, there's no water. I was like, what? There's no water. We don't want the, was it Woodstock 99 situation? We definitely don't want that. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a crucial aspect of what takes place there and, and they will get it sorted out. I mean, I, yeah. I have no doubt in my mind that that will be sorted. Yeah. I personally would I would like to see us able to refill some water. I feel like if you're gonna have thousands of people in a place, they yep. should be able to fill a container with water somewhere to drink. I know the Massachusetts Water Resource Agency has like a truck. They have like a literal big old drinking water truck that places can book and they will come in and they just have a giant tank of clean potable water from the Quabbin huh. Reservoir. It's like a PR thing. But wow. they do it all summer. Like, you know, they go to places where they have less access, you know, parks and places where it's helpful to have a big old cold, cold, fresh water truck. But I'd love something like that, you know, that'd really, be cool, you know, make it make it a non-issue. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Um, dang, I, 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 I lost it because I was just so baffled by what you were talking about. I was like, what? <laughs> it's it's quite yeah, something. Search, you can Google the, the MWRA water truck. Okay. Say, well, yep, that's what that is. It looks like one of those beer wagons, you know, like that's like a cool. beer truck. Yeah. It has a bunch of taps. It's like pretty much the same thing, except the taps all just dispense clean water from the Quabbin Reservoir. That? Very cool. Um, wanted to get into Waka Watch really quick. Waka was surprisingly not selected, which raises quite a few eyebrows around, around Rangerville, I might uh, say. He was, you know, he is currently at one appearance out of four. Uh, with just four regular season uh, games to go. A source close to the club confirmed to me personally that Waka was a bit, had a bit of a tight hamstring after the DC game, mm. but he was full go at practice on Friday. Uh, so he was available for selection, but just did not get selected. Your thoughts on that, Dave? Yeah, you know, people are curious when a couple people stopped me and asked at the yep. match, you know, hey, yep. what do you think about Waka not being in? Um, to me, it's not totally shocking that he did not come back from Japan at the sort of form that he was in when he left 
mm-hmm. as the league MVP last yes. season, right? Just in terms of like how much competitive rugby has he really gotten a chance to play? He right. didn't get a lot of time at all over there. It was a great opportunity. I'm sure he's quite happy that he did it. Certainly the pay was great compared to mm-hmm. MLR. I mean, it's all positive stuff. Yes. But he wasn't really playing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um for whatever reason, he was mostly a bench player, had a few, you know, he'd come in off the bench a little bit here and there. Um, and so that makes it difficult to, you know, stay deadly to be yes. that, that lethal player that we know it just takes, it just takes time. It takes reps. Um, we, people talk a lot about form, you know, in rugby, mm-hmm. the form, who are the form players right now? And it's yes. really who's, who's playing at the very best of their abilities, who's able to make those snap decisions every time and just seems to have kind of the uncanny knack right now. Yes. Um, and for Waka, it's probably just like a question mark. It's not even that his form is bad. It's just that we have a lot of players whose form is fantastic. That's right. And it's more known, a known thing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas for Waka, you know, they see him in practice, but they're going to just continue to want to ease him in. I fully expect in these next four games, we're going to see Bowden Waka. Sure. But, um, yeah. you know, maybe this was just seen as an opportunity to go in a little bit different direction, coupled with a not an injury, clearly, you know, mm-hmm. but like if things are a little tight, easing him into the, the yes. environment, make sure that everybody's set up for success, both in terms of performance mm-hmm. and health. For sure. Yeah. It, it, you know, a lot of question marks being asked, uh, you know, a lot of people reaching out to the show after that uh, roster was announced. But ultimately, it comes down to it's a great testament to the depth and the competitiveness of this squad to not see him automatically in the 23 every single yeah. week. You know, we've got guys that will start on a lot of teams at MLR that are, have shown that they deserve to be in that Free Jacks jersey week in and week out. Um, and as we know from his quote that was provided um, that we put out there after he came is he understands that as well. And he's coming into this as not a, a egotistical position of I was the MVP last year. Give me my shirt. It's he understands that he has to earn his way back into this squad. And that's all about the process. But at the same time, you know, knock on wood, God forbid, he doesn't get injured in a practice situation and he's not able to get those four appearances prior to the playoffs because yeah. what's the point of bringing him in now if he's not able to be into the, the playoffs when we need him the most potentially? Um, you know, so it's just people are, are wondering about that, but I think it is a good explanation that, you know, maybe he's just not in form at the moment based on his experience over in Japan or lack of experience playing game in and game out. So, um, yeah, that's like, it. Yeah, like ahead. you said, I, I, I doubt he's bothered by it. He seems a pretty humble guy, happy to just do um, whatever, uh, whatever's there. And I'm sure he was thrilled for the guys who are in the 23. So. Absolutely. It probably not mad, but sad, right? I mean, it, which is perfectly fine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, let's talk about uh, the actual game itself. And this uh, write-up is coming from our good friends over at America's Rugby News. I'm sure Brian Ray wrote this up himself, who is on the show this week. Uh, that interview has already been recorded and it's been out there but we will post it of course later on this week because we are playing the toronto arrows that is the next segment so we've got the new england free jacks make it six wins on the trot as they leave or the nola gold in the dust with a one-sided 50-3 victory on sunday a sold-out crowd at veterans memorial stadium watched as the home side piled 
on eight tries with none conceded to stretch their lead atop the Eastern table. An early assault by the Free Jacks was repelled, but only... Uh, but it was only the start for what was a long day for the NOLA defense. The pressure stayed on until Mitch Wilson found Paula Bellincana with a wide pass and the winger tiptoed down the sideline, taking to the air to ground the ball before being driven into touch. Sam Fishley put a thumping tackle on Rodney Iona that sent the ball spinning into the grass. Wilson was there to snatch it up, and he sped free to score untouched from 60 meters. Jason Patras added the extras, and it was 12-0 to the home side with as many minutes played. So at this point, I think we were maybe 10, 15 minutes into the game, and it kind of reminded me of that absolute butt-kicking that we put on NOLA in the previous season at home at Fort Quincy when we dropped 55 on their heads. And I was like, oh, yeah. man, we're off to the races again. I really, you know, I, I probably should say this at the end, but I really felt like, and I talked to the players afterwards, I was like, I really felt like NOLA was going to put up more of a fight in this game because they have everything to play for. They're they're not out of the, the, the race in the playoffs yeah. by any means prior to this game taking place. So I really felt like they would come out and really test the free jacks but we didn't see that all day long and i'm really worried about that franchise you know we talked <laughs> we talked to rob the i'm worried about you nola I'm yeah worried i'm worried about you yeah i mean it's have also, an intervention they they're so inconsistent that it's not even funny this is a team that has never made the playoffs and once again you know we were harping on it a little bit but they've changed their philosophy to a certain extent to try to get into the playoffs this season and it's not quite working out it's not it's not over by any means but uh dc and new york are kind of distancing themselves in the playoff race with this loss but let's get back to the actual article itself here let me see here okay the toll had an opportunity as they wadded into new england's territory i don't i think he meant gold there uh yes uh, earning a penalty in front of the post, Damian Stevens opted to have a shot at goal, but he skewed it badly and the flag stayed down. I was surprised to see Stevens out there kicking when Iona is, you know, a super rugby level fly half. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It was a little it was a little funky. Clearly, Stevens didn't have that one. And yeah, that was no like doubt. a gimme. I mean, yeah. it was a pretty and you make mistakes. You know, I've yes. talked before, like my brothers are kickers. I'm never going to like beat up on kickers because mm-hmm. Sometimes it just it, it just waggles. I don't know. You screw it up and it and mm-hmm. it sucks and nobody's more bothered by it than the kicker. But uh it was a it was kind of a weird miss for sure. Yeah, I, I know they the camera was on him uh, afterwards and he was kind of doing like the hand motion, like you know, <laughs> trying to get it straight after it yeah. actually took place. So I think it was in his head a little bit. But uh Harley Wheeler then uh, through a reckless pass that ended up in the hands of LaRue Milan. He found Bellicana in support who chipped ahead for John Poland to regather as the scrum half was being herded over the line. He fired a behind-the-back return pass to Bellicana to finish a sensational score, which might be try of the year so try far. Year. Yeah, I mean, it's it definitely was, right up there. It was un unbelievable yep. balakana starts it by yep. dragging harvey wheeler into touch by the yes way. yep so like balakana creates the whole thing because the reason wheeler hucks that ball to nobody mm-hmm. is because balakana's hit him stood him up and is taking him out something right. we saw the free jacks do a lot uh through the day standing backs up and holding them up 
Um, Reese McDonald was very good about this. Yes. And I just noticed watching it. But yeah, ball kind of stands him up and starts to run him out. And so Wheeler fires it back in. And it is, I mean, it is astounding. Milan gets on it, scoops it up, um, offloads to Balakana. Balakana gets a little flick kick, like an angled grubber kind mm-hmm. of, um, out in front of John Poland, who's able, he gets a good bounce. He gathers it. He takes the man, as in the mm-hmm. defender, you know, yep, and he... Yep flicks this backward you know kind of underhand under his arm pass out to balakana who gets it and gets it down i mean it is just espn ah, top 10 material yeah chef yeah. kiss it is it is an amazing try it's up there man it has to be one of the best tries i've seen in person ever um, it, it, it's yeah. just, it's, it's exactly what you want to see from the free jacks firing on all cylinders. The chemistry is there, you know, the offloads that take place, that's just, you know, there's practice and repetition, right? You, you, yeah. That's something that they constantly have to do at practice. I'm sure. Uh, and the chemistry that's built, built up over really years at this point from mm-hmm. a lot of those players to get that stuff nailed down. And I, I think, you know, I kind of understand what takes place in Harley Wheeler's mind. He's like, I'm about to be pushed out of bounds, so I'm going to offload it. But it's such a reckless thing. We've yeah. seen the free jacks all offload recklessly in a, a couple games past. And you just kind of shake your head like, what are you thinking, man? Like, just mm-hmm. t- just eat it, you know, just go out of bounds, you know, because it's, it's essentially it's a, it's a bad – it take what take place is bad, and then it's even worse with the score for the free jacks. At that point, we're running away with it. So it yeah. didn't have to take place, obviously. Um, ba, 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 ba. Let me find the article. There it is. All right. Um, More misfortune fell on the gold when Sean Perinelia was been for a dangerous clear out at the ruck. Um, they would win the next penalty, however, giving Stevens another shot at the post from just over 40 meters. And this one was straight down the middle. So, but at this point, I'm thinking, I even asked Kenny, who's my, you know, rugby expert, lifetime, you know, uh, rugby guy. I was like, why are they going for the post here? They were already down three tries. And he said, probably to get the kicker, you know, you know, feeling confident about himself. And also they had tried uh, previously to kick to the corner. It just did not happen. So they just wanted points on the board, I guess. Yeah, I think some, I think you'll see teams will take the first points you can get. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it's nice to break that psychological barrier of yep. zero and mm-hmm. just to have something and feel yep. like, okay, we're building. You get, you know, if you can score a converted try, you got 10 points. That's pretty yes. good. You know, yeah, you, you can bad. feel pretty good about 10. And, mm-hmm. and so that first opportunity, uh, really second, because he missed Stevens missed that earlier kick. I mean, mm-hmm. it could have been six, six, yeah. nil. or even maybe you'd have seen him go for the corner at that point. If they had three on the board from the earlier kick, maybe they make yep. a different decision. Who knows? Sure. Um, but yeah, I think there's some value in just getting some points on the board, especially if the other team's kind of running away with it. Yeah. Prove to yourselves like we're good. Like we can, you know, we can we can score mm-hmm. like we just got to play our game. For sure. This time he had the accuracy as well as the distance, and Nola had three points on the board. Uh, Milan came within a whisker of scoring a blind break, coming up just short after being tripped up and the gold cleared to halfway. It wouldn't be long, however, before Kyle Sakara punched over from short range in the end of a multiple phase attack that began at the lineout to clinch the bonus point. That was his first ever MLR try. Congratulations to the Eagle. Um, Yeah, just what a player, what a hairstyle, what a guy. 
<laughs> right. So, yeah. Uh, the kick from Patras rang off the left upright, and the Free Jacks took a 24 three lead into the intermission and i didn't feel concerned at all you know i didn't feel like we were overconfident i didn't feel like you know the no we're gonna the gold we're gonna find their way back into this game it just it was all smiles in the sun there at halftime what was your thoughts at half um, you know, I felt really good. Nola got down into the free Jacks half at around the 33rd, 34th minute and they hammered and hammered and hammered and the free Jacks just stopped them. I mean, just brick wall defense, um, cleared the ball back out. Uh, really good, really good phase. We saw like Reese McDonald take out Dougie Fife to just neutralize one good chance. They got forwards were really active and the defense on the goal line. Um, and then, finally nola gets you know gets a penalty um it it was a really positive phase to see because it was the first time nola really seemed threatening yeah. and it was good to see that even if nola was actually kind of getting it together like they they got you know got all their shit and they got it together and they actually tried to do what they were trying to do it didn't matter the free jacks mm -hmm. were still going to stop them um and so it was really good uh, i felt really really good going into um halftime and the halftime show was awesome amazing right yeah yeah it was a uh local kung fu uh academy yes doing dragon and lion dancing and it was long and it looked like and, it was hot inside those lions yeah no doubt they had the drums as well that was super yep. cool really enjoyed that I, I hope they do stuff like that in the future that, that was yeah. uh, great entertainment absolutely all right let's see here not too much left here um Okay, so it was all New England in the second half. Slade McDowell went clean through a line on first phase from a lineout with uh, Wayne Vanderbank stepping past the last defender to finish off the set move. A scrum set up the next try as Poland broke onto the blind side, finding a streaking Reese McDonald. The fullback skipped past the outstretched arms of Rodney Aona and sent uh, Wilson for a double. Another well-rehearsed move saw Wien Conradi attacking the front of the lineout, then ex executing a give-and-go with uh, Kian McClay uh, to finish the long-range run-in himself. The final say would go to local hero Cam Davidowitz on a strong run from in close under the sticks to bring up the half-century. New England can clinch the top spot of the East with a bonus point win at home over the Toronto Arrows this Saturday. Nola will have a bye week to ruminate over their uh, situation, knowing they need to win each of their last three games to have any chance of making the postseason. Tough, tough times down there in yeah. New Orleans. Like we said, boy, did this ever look like a team going into a bye week. Yeah, no doubt. They were, it was tough for them to keep up with the pace. Mm -hmm. You know, they they were physical. They they were getting into it. And some players in particular, Iona, Rodney Iona, or he's he's always, you know, a, a beast. Yes. Um, so they were they were up for it, but um it was uh it was just not in the cards i mean they, they were pretty outmatched mm -hmm. from from the beginning to the end it was a it was a fun match to watch bad day to be a gold digger as you uh absolutely yeah. you that, was a, that was a tough one for them bad day to be a cold beer as well yeah. uh just wanted to mention like 
Gosh, I mean, the Free Jacks are absolutely tearing it up right now. What is that, the sixth straight win in a row? Uh, yeah. The past two games really haven't been too competitive. I think we, we scored like 90-plus points, 92 maybe, in fact, in the past two games where our opponents have scored, let's see, three-plus, what, 27, something like yeah. that. So, I mean, it's just been it's been really, really good to see us just absolutely tear through the Eastern Conference this season. And we've yeah. got some more, you know, unfinished we now- business. Yeah. We now have the highest point differential in the league. Yep, that's that's I mean, true. We put, we've we've been shutting teams down. We've been scoring really effectively, and we didn't a few weeks ago. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. and now we do with differential of one ninety four. Um, you know, that's a that's a big point differential. We're playing some really good rugby, and you know, we've been joking about how we might play down to our opponents because we've seen mm-hmm. that earlier this season. But that's kind of in the rearview mirror right now. I mean, we're really dominating these teams that we should be beating, which is very, very encouraging stuff. Heading towards the playoffs, I believe Ranger John was telling me that we have clinched a playoff spot at this point. But now we're just waiting, as as the article talked about. Brian Ray is mentioning if yeah. we get a bonus point victory against Toronto. We have the number one seed tied up, and that means a first-round bye for the Free Jacks and then home field advantage at Fort Quincy for that first playoff game, which will be the Eastern Conference Final. So awesome, awesome stuff. Let's talk about musket-sized pants scent, which is making a triumphant return here. Douglas the third, eight caps for Scotland 15s, 82 caps for Scotland 7s from Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, 6'1", 198 pounds, 32 years old, signed a two-year contract with NOLA after playing two years with the mighty New England Free Jacks. I got to say, he just doesn't look quite right in the gold and white or gold and black <laughs> as we saw him in on uh, yesterday. He got a good reception from the fans, played okay, uh, but did no tries, thankfully. What a legend he is. Um, really hope that uh, maybe we'll see him back at the Free Jacks before he, he hangs him up. We'll see. Yeah, a uh, good pick. I like the broadcast. They were teasing him about uh, bringing his sunscreen because apparently he's, <laughs> he's, he burns easily. Shocking, uh, yep. but it was uh, it was a nice little jab. Yeah, it was great to see Dougie again. And um, you know, it, I I agree that he was kind of the bright spot. He definitely put in a, a, the best shift he could. There's only so much you can do. You know, yep. you you got to play with what you get. And right. he, he did his best. He fielded some of those John Poland <laughs> box kicks he's usually used to being on the other end of. That's right. Yeah. It's a lot easier or more fun, at least, when you're the defender chasing than when you're the guy right. waiting and you got people coming in trying to either take the ball or absolutely smash you. Yep. So and the crowd did. doesn't help either, you know, jeering <laughs> as, as the ball's in the air. Yeah, that's the truth. Yep. Well, we'll go into MVP. Um, and I know that uh well, I mean, you know what? Do you want to go first or shall I? Why don't you why don't you go first? Because you know I want to zig if you zag. Oh, of course, of course. There are a lot of guys that deserve this award this week. Yeah. Pa- Paula Bellincana comes to mind. Iron Man Mitch Wilson comes to mind. John Poland. But I'm gonna give this to the kid that has been on the chopping block uh since Waka was announced as returning. Everyone has been saying, including myself. I mean, it's just it's a it's an easy pick, right? Uh, what you know, basically everybody's been saying, well, Jason has been so playing so well all year at the fly half position. So Walker can just take over at 15. We can put this kid on the bench. He'll be fine. He's only 25 years old, yada, yada, yada. But here's the thing. Um, I told y'all that this kid was a dude in the off season. And what did he do with his starting job on the line? He played like a man possessed great in one-on-one kicks, 
Uh, great under the high ball, great on one-on-one tackling, uh, several line breaks. The kid plays like he's seven feet tall, um, and he's nowhere close to that. Uh, he's got that dog in him, David. Yep. The Rockets, the Red Rocket, that is. Re- uh, Reese McDonald is my MVP of the week. Didn't score a try, it. but, I mean, he was unreal. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. Uh, I struggled mightily. I was using my system uh, where I'm watching the match and just making a note of every time I'm like, damn, that was impressive. Yeah. Uh, player by player. And I was like neck and neck. Vian Conradi is up there. Mm-hmm. Um, McDonald, as you mentioned, was up there. Regan O'Gorman had a great yep. match. Big charge down. Um, Dallin Stanford actually credited JP for it, which was kind of oh, funny. Yeah, I saw JP that. was like right next Doesn't to him and sense, I think yeah. ended up getting the ball. It's funny. I was like, no, that, that guy was like six and a half feet tall. I don't right. I don't think that was that was JP. not him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, great to see O'Gorman. He see, we were talking about form earlier. He seems to be hitting his form after mm-hmm. you know going out on some injury, coming back. Yep. Um, he now seems like he's he's looks really comfortable. He has stepped there, up, which is, we, which we is a lot it. of the yeah. time, yeah. And that's kind of what people mean, at least what I mean, when you talk about a player who has who's in really good form. They just look comfortable out there. Like they, yes. you know, they look like they're they're achieving everything they're setting out to do. Um, Sam Fishley had a great match, really good in the air. Um, Mitch Wilson's first try happened because Sam Fishley just absolutely smashed Iona. Uh, and he just lost the ball. And yep. Mitch got it and ran it all the way back. Uh, those dominant tackles yeah those dominant tackles fishley's um i think i might already said his line out takes were really good he's just Mm -hmm. he looks really clean in the air he's very good off the top he goes up there and it's like he barely even touches it the ball hits his hands and he just zips it down to jp Mm -hmm. it's really good form it's fun to watch uh john poland had a great match he had the ankle tap try saver um at one point like would have been a nola try wouldn't have made all the difference of the world, but you know, it's it's nice it, to keep a team tryless. It's the little things, you know. Yeah, carrying off the back of the scrums, we saw several times really effectively. Um, it's a great game from him. Paul Belicana had a great game as always. Mm-hmm. Mitch Wilson, you mentioned really good breakaways, just being in the right place in the right time. Um, Larue Milan, Slade McDowell, both look pretty good. But I have missed one opportunity already. Okay. To give man of the match to a prop. Oh, when here I we did go. Not give it to Cole Keith in New York. And then yep. later I was like, I should have given it to Cole Keith. So I'm giving my MVP to Kyle Sikari. Love it. Love he it. He carried really well, not just on the try. He had a couple other really good There's long a line break carries. in there, huh? Yeah. yeah, he had a big line break and he powered through it. Um, he did the skills stuff. He was gathering kickoffs, you know, that took weird bounces and jumping up and taking them. Uh, his try, he powered through two dudes. Uh, Nola has a pretty decent scrum, and they held they held their own pretty well, and were even really starting to to push push back on them toward the uh, end. Of course, they had a card helping for a little while, mm-hmm. and I am not going to sleep on my opportunity to give. Love it. MVP to Kyle Sakara. He scored his first try. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. And he is my man of the match. I love it, man. So happy for him and his family who were constantly at the games. His girlfriend was there too to see his first try. So, so awesome. Great family. Great guy. Um, a local legend, right? New England guy. So happy for him. And, and that's the thing is like, 
we've seen him get better and better with every single season. And it's almost a given now that he's in that one Jersey. So I'm just really proud of him for sure. So that's an excellent pick there. And with that, I think any closing thoughts here for the NOLA match? Um, it was, it was really good. I think Ollie nailed it when he talked, said that it was probably the best match day experience. Water thing aside, you know, it was, it really was phenomenal. The weather was about perfect. The band crash test dummies. How good was the concert? It was awesome. Yeah. I hung out until security kicked us out. We'd gotten <laughs> water by then. So we're like, okay, now we're like hydrating. Right. We're just hanging out in the shade, listening to music. Yep. Um, yeah, we stayed until the very end. I was recruiting people for the old boys team. Hey, if you're 35 nice. years old or older and you want to play in the golden oldies tournament in June, Father's Day weekend, Saturday, Sunday, hit me up, message the show, whatever you got to do, get in touch with us. And uh, we would love to have you on the uh on the team. So yeah, it was great. I was recruiting. Charles River Day was nice. We didn't have a huge turnout. We had probably eight, eight or nine, you know, men and women there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was trying to get them all roped in uh unfortunately my buddy cory has got a wedding he's like yeah he's he was he was my go-to for fly half so now especially if you play fly half you play fly half and you want to play in this tournament reach out let me know uh, i did want to mention real quick that fitzy from uh, the patriots fandom was there his first ever free jacks game um he's been promoting the team for quite a while but that was his first opportunity to see a match and i think I think he was blown away uh, is a fair statement. I, I know he did some interviews with people, um, took some photos that he posted online. So I'm really, really excited to see how that type of partnership develops going forward. We definitely want to have him on the show. He's just a great representation of uh, basically the New England fan experience type of thing. So awesome to have him there. Uh, we've got uh, James Horkin chiming in here. Win Karate leading Free Jacks for league MVP this year. Uh, yeah. The award may go to a Legion player, unfortunately. But, you know, he's definitely up there. I think he's 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 in the top ten for tackles um, and meters, not made, but uh, carries as well. So, you know, I, I think he's definitely deserving of the title. I think maybe he might need a couple more tries for that to be something that could be a shoe-in for him. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think I think right on both counts for James. Like, I I think it is likely to go to a San Diego player. They're a little bit more hyped uh, at mm-hmm. the moment. Not, I don't think the Free Jacks are like underrated by the league or anything. But no. San Diego also very good. Yes, and I think that uh, I disagree with with his point that it's kind of likely to go to to somebody there. But I think you can make a very good case for Vian. Uh, as league MVP, he's been um, just phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely lights out. Um, he's not the, on. Um, he's fifth in tackles. I just got the stats pulled up. Yep. So he is up there in tackles, fifth in tackles, um, first in carries in the league. Wow. Hundred and sixty-three. He has twenty-five more carries than the second-place player, Jesus. which is uh, Jama Fanana Schultz. He's a workhorse, man. You know, he really, he, he really is. It's it's pretty incredible. 
He's definitely um, up there for MVP of the team. I think that's fair to say that he could definitely yes. easily win that inter internally and then potentially buy quite a few of our outriders at the end of the season yeah. here because he's having that type of season. Yeah, and you can make – I think you actually can make a pretty good uh, argument for Jason Patros, at least for like first yes. team, you yes. know. Um, he's second in the league in points scored yes. yep. just behind David Kotzer of the Houston Sabercats and he's at the top of for goal kicking you know he's and he's missed he's, one game outright you know so that's something right. to consider as well if he had played in that game his numbers would be even higher yep so there you go yeah so there i mean we're really we're really very fortunate to have the the players we have to get mm -hmm. behind um absolutely yeah. yeah and with that being said we're going to exit this segment in 3 2 1 Huzzah! Huzzah.